I mean, at this position, it feels like I'm nestled into like a uh, an executive cloud of sorts. Yeah, it looks like a a bit of a nest. It is a nest. It's a nest for uh, for engagement. It's a nest for content. I'm here for it. Let's see if I can actually get this boy to cooperate. And sound great doing it. I just must project. Okay. I think I'm going on this one. Okay. Yep. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Weebology, everybody. I am your nestled professor, Ricky. What is up, everybody? I'm your other professor, Ethan. The lab got a new couch. Yeah. And I came back from my little beach trip that you heard about last time, and lo and behold, the couch, it evolved like a squirrel to a war turtle. We got ourselves a war turtle. I don't even know what a blastoise, what would the final evolution be of a couch like I this? I mean, I really would rather just call this a blastoise, because there's no shot I'm buying another couch for five plus years. So this is the final evolution. It's a two for evolution a line. <laughs> oh, see, well, you just gotta level it up. This is, uh, what, uh, Dodrio or whatever? The the three-pronged, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dodrio Dodongo or whatever. I'm not quite sure. I feel like I need there's to... There's a fourth one? That, no, I just feel like I need to brush up on my uh, Pokemon uh, from Gen 1. It's been a while since I've really cared about Pokemon Do- in the way I used to. Doduo and then Dogtrio. The, we're talking about the bird or we're talking about Diglett? The bird. The bird. Okay, okay, yeah. This, this couch didn't gain too many heads. It, did ga- it gained a floating ottoman, which is pretty sick. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, I'm... I'm just happy to be like in this cozy position. The beach weekend, I did a lot of things in my body. I'll freely admit. Um, <laughs> it, it was more like, well, I, I have three other siblings, hey? And like, we don't really communicate very often when we do these kinds of trips and we should know better by now. So everyone brings like enough groceries for everyone. We just had so much food that we just had like the last two days just a feast. Like my calorie count was like triple my daily intake. Oh, no. It was a lot. It was a lot, a lot. Like so, 9,000 calories, you say? Yeah, it was up there. It was definitely up there. Oh, Jesus. Not all of it was solid. Some of it was liquids, but I mean, that's just how it goes sometimes. But yeah, so I'm, I'm back and uh, feeling ready to do some good for my physicality instead of all the, as opposed to all the evil that I did <laughs> in, in, the, uh, in just a very short amount of time. But speaking of evil... Today, we were uh, kind of churning on what we wanted to do, uh, things we wanted to talk about, and uh, we just wanted, I think, to have a little fun with this one, and something we've never really done formally proper was a good old-fashioned brackets. That's right, a character bracket for the ages. Now, we decided we're going to do a tournament bracket style of shonen anime villains. and. I did not tell Ethan who I put in this pool. The way I created it was with a site called BracketFights.com. I'll be posting a link to this blank undone template. So if you want to get in the Discord, um, patreon.com slash for $1 and up a month, you can take the bracket that I had cooked up. I literally hit the pool and then I went random, 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 done. So some of these matchups are wild. Some of these matchups are conversation inducing. But... We will see at the end of this who our first official true bracket winner is. Who reigns supreme. Exactly, exactly. So, I'm going to pull this up right quick. And first up, our first matchup here 
Now, I wanted to ask you really quick before we get into the first matchup. Do you want to judge this based on power? Who would win in a fight? Your favorite? I'm thinking just kind of both. Um, however criteria you want to make it work, I'm game. I think both could be a problem. We yeah. can really uh, lay on one here or else we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, or, or we just say our favorite and, and the, their battle potency could have an effect on the way we decide. That could be part of it. Because some of these matchups are a lot more obvious, but then it can come down to our favorites, I think. Because that might take the edge. Huh. First example, here we go. Pitu from Hunter x Hunter or Gilgamesh from the Fate Stay Furies. Furies? The series of Fate Stays. The Furies. Furies. The Fate Stay Series. Um, geez, Louise. Right? I think. Well, okay, so first of all, as far as like which one we like the most, most villains you're supposed to hate so that does make it interesting like right if there's right. one that you like oh this guy's actually kind of lit you yeah, know it's right. like yeah. uh, i mean like is that gonna be unfair advantage i don't know i so in terms of like a f- more favorite villain for me to watch on screen i'm gonna give the edge to gilgamesh i think his personality is more fun it's more fuck off on the king scenario P2 does get my blood more boiling more as a reaction. Well, doesn't to, that, yeah, that's right. So is that, could that be what we're taking here for the, like a better villain? Yeah. You know? Hmm. In that light. Well, like is the bracket who pisses us off the most? Uh, it, some of these you're going to be like, oh shit, both these people don't piss me off. If anything, you kind of like them. So, I mean. It's personal preference of villains seeing on screen. Be I it because their battles are more fun. Or, well, let's pretend like it's just power right now. Who wins this fight? Shit. I think Pito can come in to clap quick. Because, I mean, like, I don't know. Gilgamesh's whole thing is he has an entire arsenal, sure. Yeah, but he but, just, like, summons infinite weapons. And I, I think Pito could probably get around that with her nan abilities. I mean, she's snappy. She's quick. She could probably get through the defenses. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. But you just like open a like a portal gate with a billion weapons like you ain't getting around that. I guess she's not stopping that. Hmm. I think I that's the funniest thing, too, because the dragon dive scene is kind of that. Right. Right. So and Pizzi really couldn't step to it only because um, Netro was also there. Right. Which is sort of the same thing, though, because Netro like all of his attacks are in like one second also fair you know yeah, he's mean? just part of the arsenal well i'm just mean like it's so many attacks in one second and that's what i'm equating the essentially the king's key mm-hmm. of uh gilgamesh would be i think in i do generally just hate pito too right and right. i don't like that uh they kind of like were reverent toward her a little bit toward the end like not just like fuck her shit up right yeah I mean, like, obviously at the end he did, but, yeah, like, really. he, like, let that go too long, I think. I think he really should have just, like, snapped all her legs off earlier. That should have been what it was. Right. Yeah, instant. Um, fair- I'll, go, I'll go Gilgamesh just because I think he's cool as fuck. Yeah, I, I, was, I was leaning towards Gilgamesh as well. Um, okay, this is our, this is gonna be our, this is our Western uh, uh, East Conference, I think. So, the next matchup is Garo from One Punch Man or Twice from My Hero Academia. Now, this one I found is interesting because both their philosophies, I think, are just kind of like, you know, 
they aren't deepest down really bad guys, but they've just been fucked so hard with for so long that just they they turn into like warped versions of themselves. Um, I don't know. I think I think Garo probably takes it in a fight. For sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> but which one I think you like more on screen? I think Garo's just got like way more charisma and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's got the swag. He's got the swag. The, the swag level. So here's my issue with like twice and it's like less so with Garo. They try to like play the oh, I'm a villain, but it's like is it really that bad or like um you know, it just seems like, you know, we're we're just automatically the bad guys kind of deal. Yeah, right, right, right. And it's like, bitch, you're a terrorist. You, like, one, you're maybe not, you know, woe is me, victim, you know, uh, basically make yourself a victim. Yeah, and uh, yeah, part of it is that, like, he wasn't a late recruit. That man's an OG terrorist. Like, he was from the rip. I don't well, care. Well, the only he, thing his... Twice has going for him is he's, like, mentally damaged. In by his own quirk, right? Something so it's like help. I feel bad for him in that regard. Like the maybe dude, he wouldn't be so fucked up. He's walking existential dread, right? Yeah. Um. So I I feel as though overall I think Garo takes it. I think he has a much more fun on screen premise. He does work really well in the context of One Punch Man as like a central arc villain. And I don't yeah, know. I mean, wow, twice is definitely a mega terrorist. I think Garo is a mega mega terrorist. Yeah, he's a one-man terrorist. Well, yeah, uh, twice needs clones. So, hmm, who's winning that one? I don't know. For me, it's Garo. I think we're, are we uh, yeah, in alignment? Garo, it is. Okay, he advances. Next up, Sukasa from Doctor Stone or Askelad from Vinland Saga season one. This I found was super interesting in the rando because. They're both like, I find them both pretty engaging from like just a narrative villain standpoint and lightest of all spoilers, they aren't exactly, you know, in the end come out to be these like unshakable, uh, you know, tenets of villainism. They, they are a little more gray in their philosophy, but my take Askeland is Askeladd's one of the best written characters and antis- anti- oh no uh, <laughs> antagonistic characters written for a show that I liked in a very long time I think as a character arc and story his kind of uh, place as a quote unquote villain was very extremely well written um, so in terms of like villains I like to see on screen I think Askeladd pushes it slightly but I don't know what are your thoughts on that one yeah, I mean, so I was never like an immense fan of Sukasa's like whole premise. Like, okay. Oh, don't ruin the world. Why are we bring them back? I'm just gonna punch my way through it. Fuck science. Mm. He, um, he's got like a boomer complex, essentially. But like, also not. I mean, he's honestly like exactly a Gen Z, uh, whatever the fuck they are now. Gen Our parents ruined the world. I guess you could talk millennials or Gen Z at that right. point. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. It's just like sort of a, a bit of a weird, like I don't know. Like kids, I guess this is just more of a Doctor Stone critique than anything. It's like kids obviously don't know the science that can either save or destroy a world. Exactly. Right. So it's like idiotic to be like, I'm only going to create. You know, bring kids back. 
Right. And it's 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 basically what happens when idealism it can exist in a vacuum, because that's essentially what Dr. Stone is. It's a vacuum of philosophy. I mean, like consider Senku isn't like alive, right? Like, okay, how are we going to get penicillin? Do y'all fuckers remember how they made that? <laughs> no, boss. I just remember you telling me to chop trees down. Yeah. So like, it's just like very short-sidedly idiotic. Yeah. So, and I was never really a fan of his like, his um like heel turn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like they're, they're on the same squad and then he's like, JK, I'm going to kill Senku. The guy who fucking revived me. Yeah, that's, like how ungrateful can you be? Like, like he and he poisoned like a big brain plan. Like now that I'm free, right. the promise I made in good faith is no longer there. Right. Ugh. So I'm just not overall a fan of, frankly, that guy as a character. Okay. Um, maybe I'll talk about Asklad when he comes up to, on his next round. Cause, okay. Because I think he obviously and easily wins this one. Okay. Asklad it is. Next up, we have. Envy from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood or Mahito from Jujutsu Kaisen, the the touchy touch demon himself or curse spirit. The this is interesting too. They're both two like just kind of embodying forces of like I don't know about necessarily nature, but like one represents just like humanity as a cursed thing, and the other is like humanity's, you know, and en- uh, envy or just like jealousy. Uh, so they both are just like pure forces of themselves. I like the matchup. I don't. I don't know if Mahito, while interesting, and I really enjoy him as kind of like a future villain. I don't know if he's taken over Envy as an iconic villain situation. And fuck, you want to talk about someone who makes me mad? <laughs> Whew, Envy, my god, as a villain, fuck that clown. <laughs> so which one was he? Uh, the long-haired one that can turn into any form, like any person's form, and uh, pull off some pretty, uh, pretty iconic murder, cold-blooded murder with uh, with that power. Yeah, I mean the problem that I have is both of those shows are mixed together, Alchemist and Brotherhood. So, like, I can't remember which character is which. This is actually like the weakest we've had so far as far as like a matchup in my opinion. Okay. Because like Mahito is just like so chaotic. Like he has no, like as far as I can tell, has no like real reason for doing what he's doing. That's, yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's what curse spirits at the end of the day are, right? They're just, they're forces. They're just forces that have their own agenda. And he's, he just seems like he's having a good old, a good old time, a grand old time. Um, I, mm, mm. I would I would say Envy only because as far as villain iconics go, Envy pulled off, you know, the death of Holmes and just like uh, literally like was a huge was the the impotence for basically this huge emotional point and like the subject of ire for people's revenge. Like we need to go find this fucking creature. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Like, really, they're they're both sort of peripheral villains, to be honest. Some of right? these I intentionally put in some peripherals. Right, so, like, to me, Sakuna is a real villain at the end of the day here. Yeah, right, right, right. And then uh, Hohenheim or whatever is the real villain of Brotherhood. Oh, yes, oh, yes. I don't know. I guess I would pick Envy, too. Just killing Holmes seems fucked up. Okay, yeah. Envy totally takes that one for me. This one's uh, some other heavy hitters right now. We got, uh, we got uh, Orochi Maru versus Dio. It's me, Dio. Dio. Oh, you're approaching me. 
This I, is intriguing. I think they Dio both, is more just like the worst. Yeah, right, right. Just like pure evil dickhead. But, like there is no, there's no like good pieces to him. Yeah, right. Whereas Orochimaru had to like live through World War One and Two essentially. And I like this matchup too because I think it, it like group the ones that seem to persist through the generations. Yeah. Right. But as far and and at least if we were to stick and I'm I'm talking Orochimaru overall here in this matchup, but if we were to stick to just like OG Orochimaru in the OG Naruto, he that one probably would have taken the cake here for me. You want to talk he's just purely embodied just like fucked up evil and willing to do anything to just like gain power. But if we're talking holistically, I learned to like Everyone learns learns to like Orochimaru, and he becomes like a parent figure later in Boruto, and just becomes real nerfed and numb to everything. He's just like, I want to be a, you know, I just want to do science in the, in a cave. Like, fuck off! Like, I'm not doing anything weird anymore. Come on. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think like I don't. I mean, like he really played it off as just being pure villain asshole. Right, and I right, think right. it might be because like the people you, whose body he was trying to steal, we liked. That's true. Yeah, he, he could have just nerfed randos for like powerful people from like another village. We wouldn't care, right? But he kept picking on the hidden leaf. In, per, in particular, sound. Sasuke and Itachi, and it's like, dude, dude, leave our boys the fuck alone. You know leave what I mean? Leave him alone. Um, geez, the other guy though. Yeah. Uh, so, man, like. In terms of iconic villains, like Dio just is, he literally stands the test of time and remains a villain. Orochimaru does one of those things. Time eventually, eventually kind of softened the guy up and his edges a little bit. Yeah, I think Dio wins this just because he's like so unabashedly bad and like does not give a fuck if you care or not. Right, and he owns it. He flaunts it. Yeah, it's literally like part he's of his bad, swag. But forever, <laughs> he's bad, but forever, enduringly bad. This one's a strange matchup. Uh, Tetsuo Shima from Akira or Frieza from DBZ. <laughs> Very interesting. Because, like, I know who I'm gonna say. I mean, Frieza is the absolute fucking icon, dude. He's fucking. He's the apex predator, right? Truly, but yet. Yeah, Tetsuo is just a, he's a guy who is like, he's disenfranchised dude that's been swayed by truly cosmic-like power. He starts his own fucking universe at the right. end. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know, like, his, his arc just in Akira is actually super interesting, but, you know, I don't know if I could say no to Frieza. At, least, Fri- that, at least not in this matchup. And Frieza is also enduringly an asshole. Oh, oh. Like, guy, like he's absolutely never not an asshole. He's so petty. When he was sent to hell, he just did image training for four months, thinking nothing about like other than beating Goku. Right. In in just just in his mind's eye, and he got way stronger because of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dude, he's literally iconic villain, and I I think Dio could be in the same camp as that, but like it's just iconic. Yeah, literally can't can't step to him. At least not Tetsuo's uh, bag. So I mean, he had to kill him. himself, basically, in the first, you know, first Saiyan saga. Y- yeah, there you go. He destructo-dissed himself. Man, the hubris. The hubris of a true villain right, right there. Um, 
Uh-oh. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> so next up, we have your girl as death versus goddess Toichiro, the head of claw from Mob Psycho 100. Oh, I don't even like Mob Psycho 100 as a series, so I'm obviously picking my wife. That your own as death, <laughs> you know. I I I think in terms of pure iconics, as death just does might take this cake. I like like. Uh, Toyshiro is basically like your really solidly done but cookie cutter villain. Like, all I am is power. Power is me. No one fucks with me. No one can step to me. It's it's well done. But it, and he has he has an arc later that I think is actually really beautiful. But dot 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 can't step to as death Ice Queen herself. Well, I think it's funny because as death is actually on the quote unquote right side of the law. Yeah, right, right, right. She's just an antagonistic. She's like, she's like a general of an army. Right. You know, right. it's like like are generals of opposing armies necessarily like villains? It is all about the point of view. Right. Right. So technically she is a villain in a comic of kill, but you're right. You're right. She's technically on the right side. Look, as that did nothing wrong and she I didn't. won't <laughs> don't want to disparage your wife. Yeah. I get it. All right. The last one in our Western conference is the uh, kind of the one that gains it all, all for one from My Hero Academia versus Pain from Naruto. Wow. That one's a little tough. As far as depth of character, I think Pain shits on basically everyone you've talked about so far. Yeah, right. Um, That's a curious, who would win in, who would win in that fight? I mean, all for one is so absurdly broken. Like, yeah. It's not even fair. There's probably Payne's got some hacks, though. I think he can he can snipe a soul. He has hacks, but I, it's just like hard to believe all for one could lose. That is true. I we, mean, like yeah. they had to do some serious mind fuckery to get uh, the whatever his. I forget the guy he gives all the shit to. Shigaraki? Yeah. Yeah. To lose in this season. Oh, right. Oh, it took an enormous coordinated effort just to have him. No, just like utter bullshit for him to like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they fucked him on purpose as a, as a writing staff. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, <laughs> I think though the better character is pain. Yeah. As far as villains go. Because there is no point to all for one. He's just an asshole. He he just stands as the ceiling of t- of tyranny. Essentially, it's just the ceiling to right, but overcome. for like no reason. It's just I'm a dick. Yeah, and we've we've heard his philosophies, quote unquote. It's a bit light, you know. Like I think they're doing a better job at like exploring hero society, but I don't think all for one's the way to do it. It's the relationship we talked about last time between the heroes and civilians. Well, even Stain was a way cooler villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as like philosophy meets like actions meets like whatever like repercussions all for one is just a raging dick bag he's just a raging dick bag with a lot of power to back it up he's got the meat whereas nagato had a reason to be a dick bag a good one like actually a pretty a pretty good one a fair reason yeah right right right. i still it's always been hard for me to get behind like I had a sad childhood, so now everybody's going to have a sad childhood. <laughs> that, oh, the Obito excuse. I right, see. Right, exactly yeah. like that. So I, I'm, I'm in your camp. I can see Payne uh, taking this one out. 
Um, Plus another just absurdly iconic. Absurdly iconic. Probably, probably one of, if not more than some of the ones on this list. But no, I mean, that guy, almi- Almighty pushing the entire Leaf Village is just like, Jesus One of the Christ. most savage moves in that entire war. Okay, that does it for the Western Conference. We're down to, the, we're back to the East to do the first matchup there. Trollo Lucifer from Hunter x Hunter, the head of the Phantom Troop, or Upper Moon number four, Akaza from Demon Slayer. This one's, I, I, the randomizer was really interesting on this one because like one is this calm, cool, collected, but very capable the other is just this beacon of fucking chaos. And um, weirdly enough, I'm thinking back like you do get really cool moments of like Trollo, but like not an insane amount of screen time. Yeah. So the problem with Crollo is like all his shit happens outside of the anime. Right. So right. it's like I don't know too much about him other than what I've like gathered from just being a fan of Hunter Hunter. Um, And also like bad guy quote-unquote like not really like everyone's such a shitbag in that series yeah right right you know it's what a, i mean like it's a cutthroat world and like no one's really all good or bad except for our boy gone mostly even him sometimes i mean he's kind of a dick too I, it's just funny because like the only real fight that we get from crollo from the anime is him fighting two assassins that's exactly that's fair like, right, right? wow zeno is sick yeah. And like a, a cool fucking character. He's also a super bad guy. <laughs> He's a really shitty dude. Right. So it's like, okay, who do I actually want to win here? You know? Yeah, right. And I feel as though like these two characters, like Akaza and Krolo, they don't really, they're resting on one is just devoid of philosophy, in my opinion. The other one does have one, and he's just like, I'm a demon, fuck you guys. Like, this is what I want to do. And I like that he's like, his style is very much. Uh, in tune with that he's punching he's kicking he is like just a brawler and all of his stuff is like you know this move destruction that move destruction like he's literally just out here as a wrecking ball and i om- there's a part of me that wants to maybe put nostalgia aside and say akaza because i think he's really interesting to watch on screen well i think i struggle to even make Crollo an actual villain okay yeah just like everyone's We've only seen him really be like the backside of, or like the antagonist, quote unquote, to the Zeno and his son. Yeah. I don't know what his role was in stealing all the eyes from what's his face's clan. Kurapika. Right. Because I know that that was some reason that he didn't like them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I also forget his book ability. Does he have to kill everybody whose power he takes? No, the, the criteria is he needs to have touched them and then they slurp describe. Slurp them and suck them. And well, then... That's the touching part. Right. Yeah, the, the, the more they slurp, the more he can steal. Okay, that, that's, got it. Yeah, there are rules here. It's Nen. Um, so then he has to like get a description of like how it works, I believe, from them. And if that happens, he can... He doesn't... I don't think he steals. He copies. I think he might steal. He straight up steals? I think I don't know. Oh shit! Well, then, in all that, in that case, fuck, man. Like, but I thought he was killing people to get that. If that's not even the case, like, I think he's a good guy. Okay, I'm on Crollo Lucifer's side. So, <laughs> so you're you're saying in that light, you wouldn't even slay him in the hero situation. I mean, the villain situation, right? Okay, so that would that make the better villain then technically be Akasa? I mean, everybody fucking hates Akasa. Every- yeah. mm. 
kill right. our boy. Rengoku. And then, honestly, I just like, I am vehemently annoyed at how strong the demons are. Yeah. So it's like, I just get like boiling hatred for any demon I see in this show. And then extra because it's like, it serves fucking Tanjiro so right that he like has to face a demon killing like a guy he likes and being like, but he is a demon and I normally like demons. Yeah, you know right. What I mean? Like it's so fucking like fitting to piss him off about it. Uh, Tanjiro, man, I don't know how to tell you this. The show's not called Demon Hugger, okay? Right. Slay some demons. Do your fucking job. Demon yeah. player. Demon. Pl- now that's a di- that's a different. Yeah, <laughs> brother. So I okay. I'm I'm cool with Akaza, not because he's necessarily more or less cool than uh, than Krolo, but Krolo's a boy. He he, you know, he does he doesn't doesn't move up because he's he's a ch- kind of a chill dude, you know. Yeah, Crow's just a chill guy. <laughs> just a chill man. All right, next matchup. The Beast Titan versus Datara for Naruto Shippuden. Huh. You've got quite a few Naruto characters here. I tried to space them out <laughs> in different different uh, sectors, different conferences if I could. Um, um hmm. I have four. I have four Naruto characters. <laughs> I mean, what's your thoughts? I think Beast Titan is like vehemently annoying. Right. I I like him like one as a villain because he he drives it. He drives things forward. His philosophy is definitely in line with someone that would be disenfranchised in this world with everything that's going on. And while he does annoy me because he's kind of playing right into the fucking true antagonist's hands. That's kind of what makes him interesting. The dude is willing to like literally lay down his life for his philosophies. I mean, so his, does... his fucking Dontrell Willis pitch <laughs> got me all pissed off. He actually throws the he throws the absolute craziest fastball. Yeah, I mean, for like sure. he's definitely in the national NPB or whatever the fuck it's <laughs> yeah. called. But so does weirdly enough, so does Datara. That man dies for his art. I, I feel like Hedera has like a genuine uh like some sort of attributable mental disorder. Oh oh the dude is more like than a screw loose. That shit fucking crazy. He's a defective part. Like right. he's just he's not all the way upstairs. Um I I kind of had a better time watching. He's also not like directly antagonistic to our main character. He's more of a controlled, chaotic neutral. But he's also like, I just mean, he's opposite Gara, not opposite Naruto. And I don't know if that does something different for me. Well, if you remember his his main like like uh, driving force to be in the Akatsuki is to step to Itachi, because when they came to recruit him, he was like, oh, my God, that Genjutsu is fucking beautiful. Nope. No, it's not. Fuck you. My art's the best. I'm going to fucking show you. And he joins because he wants to like, he wants to step to Itachi. That's his kind of been his whole thing. He even trained one of his eyes to just get out of uh, Sharingan Genjutsu, which is nutty. Yeah. Man's dedicated to his cause for sure. I just mean like he's antagonistic to an antagonist. Yes. Yes. This versus is true. Beast Titan. I don't know, like, they did such a good job of, like, entirely flipping the entire world on its head in, in an attack on Titan, where, like, you grow up with three seasons of, like, these people just, like, trying to eke out any, any like, 
shred of existence, right? Right, right. And then you find out they're the fucking assholes. Yeah, right, exactly. They're the dicks. But like also yes and no. Like it, it's just like so hard to like figure out whose side I'm really on in Attack on Titan anymore. Yeah, for sure. So um, I mean but I do think he he's just like so much more of a direct antagonist to our main character, whether our main character is good or bad is outside of the scope. Right, right. Um I'm going to go with Beast Titan. Yeah, I'm going to feel good about it. Okay. Okay, that's uh, I will take that. Beast Titans in. I just think Data is too much of a fucking jokester. He is, yeah, and that's what he, you know what the, him being paired with Toby w- did not do him any service in that True. regard. He was kind of a joke from begin with, but on the real, no disrespect to Data, Beast Titans more of an, a a required villain, a narrative villain. All right, we got a little we got a little battle of the the peripheries, a little battle of the side characters. We have Gentleman Criminal from My Hero Academia or. Ryo Shimazaki from uh, Mob Psycho, which is just that he's the, the guy that's blind eyed. Basically, he sees with mind's eye and can teleport. He's in like the first couple seasons, um, which <laughs> I, I don't know remember seen, him I literally at all. So this is going to be really easy for me. So I would say, honestly, like the I, I, I didn't like, you know, this is part of the randomizer. Sometimes you think weird matchups, but I do think at least gentle criminal like him and his little like chick, like the, the I don't know, sidekick. They were uh, they were at least the most engaging part of that season five, because that was that season or was it the end of season four? I can't remember, but it was like in the lowest, the, the like low points of My Hero Academia. Gentle Criminal was like this weird breath of fresh air, where he was like he he wants he's being a criminal, but like you know he he doesn't he only he showed some signs of humanity. Um, I don't know. I uh, I don't think I would, even if you knew who Rio was, I like Rio because he uh, is super fun to watch on screen. Teleporting with telekinesis, fucking wild. And knocking everyone out with like a side blast that's like completely imperceptible is wild. Um, yeah, my problem with Gentle Criminal is like, he's just another character where they're like, oh, heroes are actually kind of bad. And yeah. it's like, I mean, get over your fucking self. <laughs> I think that's what I think that Jane was a part of it. But like he uh, he like I said, breathed a bit of fresh air into an otherwise deadpan MHA season. I agree with that for sure. He was more the more interesting part of that season. Yeah. Um, and his power is really fucking cool. The, the, like the air, the right. air pocket thing. It's just like I think you could do a lot with that power that he did not do. So I'm going to have to subtract some points from that. Okay. And okay. teleporting is one of my top tier powers. So It's fucking rad. I, while I don't want to vote Rio because I don't know what the fuck who he is. So it'd be really difficult for me to be like, yeah, round two. You know, I think Rio might take yeah. it. He can teleport and damn near effortlessly with his mind. And he can crush a building with relative ease with telekinetic power. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. To be sure. And he's he's in general a dick. He's a he's kind of a dick, and he he's doing it for fun. Yeah, I mean, like that sounds like more of a villain than general <laughs> yeah. criminal. Yeah, and literally gentle criminal. Right. Come on, better name. Trust me, I don't think Rio's making it far, but he did make it at least one more round. Okay, for me. that's fine. Yeah. We got ourselves Toguro from Yu Yu Hakusho, or Yoshikage Kira from JoJo Part Four. Huh. Now, this one's kind of interesting for me because, like... What's the first guy's name? Uh, is it Toguro? 
the basically the big fuck off big guy. fuck off guy. Technically considered younger Togro because his elder brother is like the dude with the long hair. Right, um, right, right. But no one gets a fuck about elder one. No, the younger one is where it's at. Um, literally stepped to Yusuke very, very hard, but uh, was ultimately overcome. He was. I feel like this matchup is kind of a shoe in already for Kira for me because like Kira is just this well done Patrick Bateman type kind of character interwoven in like a tiny mystery situation, like tiny town mystery situation. And like he's trying to big brain his way through while suddenly trying to grow with his own stand and like evolve in a way where Togro is basically like he's kind of just a, a wall for Yusuke to climb, even if a kind of emotional one there for a moment. Yeah, it's like it depends on what you want from villains, right? Like, do you want your villain to make your main character better? Because I think the Togoro, whatever the fuck his name is, is clearly the better option there because he was essentially set up to do that. That was his entire thing for like, him. Yeah. His whole fucking goal. And, yeah. And that like makes him not really a villain, but he was such an asshole about it. I know I definitely disliked him more than I disliked Kira while watching the season. Interesting. Because he's just like so unabashedly a dickbag. I think with Kira, though, it's like he is a dude who is like undeniably a villain. But I've always had this soft spot in writing where it's like for like, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing kind of thing. Just a big soft spot for like serial killers. Just a little bit. Did you, did you watch the Jeffrey Dahmer thing on, on Netflix? I did. Did you watch the Jeffrey Dahmer thing on Netflix and loved every second of it? No, just me. OK, cool, cool, cool. Whew. All right. Is it hot in here? Fuck. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer is one of the sickest fuckers of all time. <laughs> and there are people on Twitter that thirst over that motherfucker and Ted Bundy. It's weird. I'll freely admit that. But well, uh, I think Ted Bundy was at least an attractive guy. I Jeffrey Dahmer is a sick, sick fuck. Sick, sick fuck. Yeah, I might think I'm thinking of the Ted, Bund- Ted Bundy one. The one that did the retelling of like the pseudo doc of like the story of Ted Bundy and everyone got really thirsty for the actor or something like that. Maybe. Or maybe the real guy. I don't know. The Jeffrey Dahmer one was the Evan Peters from uh, oh, American uh, Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe they're thirsting for him too. Well, probably. Shit. Yeah. And either way, Twitter, you need to simmer down. I'm, you're yeah. at like a nine. I'm going to need you at like a four max, please. But that's never going to change. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like Togoro, I don't know if I really like that mechanic of like villains. Yeah, I I don't like the villain being there. Like, that's pretend clearly to in, be just like such an insane asshole. It clearly in service of the main character rather right. than a true antagonistic force for them. Right. And Kira, that's the thing. He's trying to he's sidestep. He's just a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. He's just a serial killer that's like trying to like actually play chess with our main group and kind of understand like like he's making moves to not get caught because he wants to keep doing his villainous shit. I, I think that's more engaging to me because you have to overcome him on a couple levels. So, Plus, he was a, he was a full-on dickbag serial killer before he even got powers. Right. He was, already, he was already moving and schmoozing with people's hands and shit. So Chopping off little girls' hands. Basically. So I personally would take Kira um, as an all-around better villain. I'll go Kira Queen. Awesome. Um, so we have the Fuhrer from Fulminant Alchemist Brotherhood. Our raging guy dad. is raging dad energy or light Yagami from Death Note. Who I this one's interesting because like 
man, light is it, it, light is iconic. Light has hit that warped sense of again, justice, but like warped philosophies that make for compelling modern villains. I think the, that their philosophy is just taking to an upteenth level when they have the power. Whereas like the Fuhrer, like one of the, uh, I think he's pride, right? Is that the homunculi that's pride? Yeah. Um, he, he, again, the, the homunculi I find interesting because they're like, they just live by their own codex and whatever that flavor takes. It doesn't really go much beyond that outside of maybe greed. Well, I mean, they're also just like an embodiment of like one of the seven worst sins you can have. So right, it's like, right. it is very hard to not consider them like apex fucking apex assholes apex Um, assholes i like that the other guy though like i think takes it for me yeah okay Uh, like yagami yeah 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 because he's so iconic but also he like he's like twisted by himself like yeah like he starts off as a villain just because he's bored Right, and but and he also starts as like not doing necessarily bad things. He he yes, because he freaks me out a little more than the Fuhrer does because like the Fuhrer as a homunculi was created, engineered to be this way. Whereas any of us could be like Yagami. Any of us can be like Yagami when suddenly because he truly, if he never got the the Death Note, he probably would never have flipped the switch. He probably would have been chief of police. He probably would have chief of fucking police, man, and protected people. But like he, the way he turns on a dime that quick is really unsettling to me. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Ours is an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, take dude. a chip and eat it, <laughs> Kakarot." <laughs> Just throwing out iconic villain quotes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, in that way, Layagami takes it. Sorry, Fuhrer, today is not your day. Slays and not even hard. Yep. Next is Sukuna versus Muzin from Demon Slayer. Okay, so we don't really know jack shit about Muzan, so it's like yeah. hard to really hate him that much other than like he's clearly a prick. And yeah, and I was going to say this is this is one of those examples for me that like lore is your best friend. Sukuna, we also don't know a lot about Sukuna from him as a primary source, but we do know of him in the lore. People talk his ass up and they try to do the same thing about Muzan, but it doesn't seem to be hitting quite yet, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't really like either of them at all, yeah. to be honest. I yeah. think having, like, um, like I really do equate Sakuna to, like, a Nine Tails, and I yeah, think they did yeah. the Nine Tails, like, infinitely better, right? Like, right. being locked inside your main character, but also, like, having a clear, like, mass-murdering, like, um, persona... Right. Yeah. And like we know Sakuna was bad, but we don't really know like the aftermath of it, what he did, like who he killed that was close to our main core. You know what I mean? Like it's just like a very amorphous, vague this guy's bad. That's what it is, because he starts the Lord does uh Nine Tails the service. He starts as this absolute just um amoebic force, right? And then slowly as he gains Naruto's trust and Naruto's trying to do some work on him. He has seems to be more and more sentient in that way, whereas Sukuna is just like mastermind up top, but we don't get a lot of his capabilities in that regard. So they're doing everything about Nine Tails that like Sukuna is going to get that treatment, but instead of being that malignant, malignant force, he's like 
meticulous, not malignant. What I think would be cool, and I don't know if this is like the path that it's going to take, but if you like, you know, there's like periods where Yuji like does not control his body. Right, right. It'd be cool if in those periods he would like just like do bad shit. That is, you know what I mean. Like then he has to deal with the repercussions. I think they're, they're like robbing a convini or something. <laughs> is that is that the that's it right there? I mean, just like slowly step into badness. You right. know what I mean? So and be like, what do you mean? I didn't rob a convenience store. And they're like, well, then what do you think about this? You're wearing a CCTV. shirt in that CCTV says, "Hi, my name is Yuji, and I did this crime." <laughs> <laughs> Suka, do you dick? And dude. I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell you I did it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you but I did it. I Don't did. believe me? Look at this. I'm the proof. <laughs> So Sukuna Armuzin, I still think for me Sukuna edges it out here because I still feel like Sukuna is more of a threatening presence than they've made Muzin so far. I don't know. I, I I kind of view him as like the jokester kind of character too, right? Like he hasn't done anything necessarily crazy bad yet in the show. Okay. Whereas Muzan is the root of all evil. He is the root of basically all of the troubles. Okay, actually in that light, I can that makes a lot more sense to me. Right, because Muzin's literally the evil that makes this world have conflict, right. whereas Sukuna is just a force well, within the conflict that's already there. Right. Um, fingers notwithstanding, I would say. They're not like, they are attracting these monsters. And they're so scrumptious. They're so delicious. They look like little chicken fingers. His little, his little tootsies. His little tootsies. <laughs> okay. So, in that light, Muzin, being the root of an entire canon's evil, I can fucks with it. I can fucks with it heavy. Um, <laughs> this one may not even be funny. Um, Madara Uchiha or Hisoka from Hunter x Hunter? Damn. Yeah. Man, like, I don't know if there's anything, even like, there may, maybe somewhere later Madara might get stepped to in terms of like v- iconic villain. Hisoka is really, really good as a villain. Like, he's. He's got all the chops to back it up. He seems to have no permanent allegiance other than his own credos of I want to fight strong guys, almost like to a sexual level. That's not even a joke. That's literally in canon. Um, but then, I don't know, the, the, the weight of Madara's presence on a world without even being on camera for ages and ages and ages is, I don't know, bar none in a lot of ways. For me, though, I like seeing Hisoka operate. It's fun to see him as a villain operate. Um, but I don't think it can eclipse the iconicness of Madara and his presence. This one's really tough for me because I think Hisoka is probably a better character as far as like being interesting to the story. Yeah. But I do not think he's necessarily as much of a villain quote unquote and the other reason is like he doesn't have necessarily like a reason to be an asshole he just kind of it does his thing right and if whereas Madara has a I guess a fair reason oh of course and product of of war I mean whatever yeah so for me but once again little baby boy I had a sad childhood everyone else is gonna have a sad childhood right right so I mean for me I think the the main nail in this coffin is if interests are aligned, Hisoka will be 
instrumental to our quote unquote heroes initiatives. Right. I mean, they played dodgeball together. They played dodgeball together, man. And he really gave it his all. He gave it all of his fingies. You want to talk about that? Right. He did. So in that vein, I'm going Madara. I will as well. Cool. Last one before we hit the uh, rapid fire to get down to our championships and our final fours and stuff. Broly versus Meluim from Hunter x Hunter. Boy, oh boy. This one's They're weird. actually really similar Right, right. I was like, all right, Randomizer, I see you. So they are similar because they kind of, they don't really know better. They don't know better other than like what they've been taught. And like Broly can't even control his own power. He's a villain by being basically chained and then subsequently unchained for lack of a better term. But that's kind of what it is. Um, Django style. Tweaked by his father to be like this machine. Because he's trying to, like, get back into this nation or this planet. And then Meduin was, like, created as a byproduct of just, like, a species doing their thing. Like, he's the culmination of what that species is trying to do. Yeah, it's, it is odd. They're, like, literally the peak specimen of both species. Right. So it's, like... But, and, but in what ways are more villainous? Because, like, I think in this vein, Meduin's a better villain Broly is just a guy once reigned in. He very much could be a hero. Whereas, like, Minwim is a tragic villain. He's a villain as a byproduct of the philosophy of his species. Yeah, sort of like, um, like a villain just by birth. By birth, but birth, then he, like, right. he's... Rather than, like, being twisted into villainy, it's like, I am so much better than everything else. I have to stand atop the world. Right. And then like otherwise, what was I made for that? But also just like automatically antagonistic to any other life form. And I like his as a villain. There are moments when there are things like what's her name? Little girl that plays Go's name. Uh, Koi or Khan or Kamugi or Kamugi. Let's I'll go with that. Literally, that force brings him into the gray. And like, you know, he's he like wrestles with it. He rejects it at times. When she gets, you know, murked and he's like, there's a whole thing there. And I, I really enjoyed his path as this antagonistic force um, and almost his coldness to the face of like the heroes trying to fight him off is really, really engaging. Um, for villain's sake, I would go mad to him. Um, I don't know if you think Broly could take that cake, but. So if it's like old Broly, I would think Broly. Okay. I think we're going with new new age Broly. Okay, then I think it is a clear Meruem victory, but I do want to like shout out to old super enraged asshole Broly. Yeah, because at least he he had an indoctrination moment too, where he was told Kakarot and Vegeta are your fucking enemies. Right. I just think that um, new Broly is actually kind of a chill dude. He's kind of a chill dude. Yeah. So like, not a villain. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. We're back to the, uh, basically, we're going to get ourselves our Elite Eight, and then we can just start ripping it all the way down. So, we have Gilgamesh versus Garo. Hmm. Now, now, let's do a little swag factor here. I think they both got themselves pretty mean, pretty mean Riz on screen, right? They both were like the cream of their crop. At least they think themselves that. Ooh, cream of the crop, brother. brother. The cream always rises to the top, brother. Ooh, that man was so unhinged. Um, I, I think, honestly, I'm going to edge out with Garo. Me too. I think he's just like, 
once again, Gilgamesh, I think, is just a villain asshole because he's like royalty. And he versus, sees himself as the first, yeah. Right, versus Garo, who just is a dick. Right. I, I want that like, hard American work ethic. Right. Pull like, up your bootstraps and beat some villain, move some heroes up. Right. right. Like his entire body is like entirely forged to be a jackass. Yeah, right. And he put a lot of work into that shit. Yeah, I like a villain who works for what he wants like and what tw- he wants. Like is- 20, 80 hours a year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely everything towards it. Now we got Askeladd from Finland Saga and Envy from uh, Fullmetal Alchemist. Maybe I won't have to explain it this time, but I think Askeladd wins yeah. handedly. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Well, I think Envy and uh, his slash her respective deaths at the hand of uh, Muster, uh, Mustang I almost called him Mustard. I'm yeah, Colonel, uh, Mustard. Colonel Mustard. That's literally where my head went. <laughs> That's funny. With the candlestick in the, in the dining room. But uh, in the observatory with a candlestick. Right. As, as far as like a villainous arc, Envy kills Holmes and gets absolutely murked in a disrespectful way. That's a fun, yes, that's a completely fun thing to have. But there is so much ris- richness to Askeladd as a character that him as a villain makes him more engaging to me and my favorite of the two. Oh no, buddy, we have to do this one. Dio versus Frieza. Now, this is a harsh one to have in basically the Elite Eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Frieza is certainly more iconic to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess somewhat the same in that they're both like peak of their species once again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like Frieza's D- royalty asshole. And Dio's essentially the... Chip the, on the shoulder asshole. Yeah, main vampire in this world and everything. And But like all of it was just because he was... He felt like inferior to the Joe stars. Right. And their level of pettiness, both of them, is mwah, chef's kiss. Remember in the Broly movie, Vegeta... Sorry, uh, Frieza was going to try to get the Dragon Balls for one sole purpose, to add three centimeters to his height. Right, to ask for hair. To ask for <laughs> to ask for body cosmetic changes, right? Are you fucking kidding me? Like I don't know. I I my money. I I like honestly Frieza over Dio for the sole purpose that like Dio is a kind of dick villain who is like committing everything to being a dick and like forty chessing everything. Frieza's in it for the love of the game, man. He's in it for the love of the fucking game. You know what? It does seem like Frieza's enjoying it way more like, than like, yeah, Dio. Dio's enjoying his everlasting life, sure, but he's not enjoying the villainy like Frieza's enjoying the villainy. That's so true. He's spending so much time like fucking over only the Joe stars. This is Frieza's pastime. He has a very lucrative planet salvaging business. Right. Like, that's his main hustle. Being a fucking colonizing everybody. Yeah, being a universal, multi-universal dick is his side hustle. Right. And for that, I would pick Frieza. I'm on board. <laughs> that's oh, that's man. probably tough for people to hear because Dio is a raging dick bag, but he was a raging dick bag. He's just not as cool. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't have, have this... the cool factor. Speaking of cool factor, we got your girl as death going up against pain. Wow, that's actually really hard. I know this is a tough one, man. And well, because she's a beautiful queen princess who didn't ever do anything wrong, I think Pain has to win by default. I think what you said before is true, and we can leverage it here. 
technically <laughs> she's on the side of the right. Right. Technically, she's part of the standing army that under the law is the good guys. A comic a kill is about these outlaws. So technically, Look, she's not really in the villain. court of law. I think she wins all of her cases is in, all I'm saying. In the court of law, she'll step to anyone who says she's not right. Exactly. She's perfect. God is. <laughs> God is. I think pain takes that just by sheer merit. Okay. Not have, merit. <laughs> or, or lack of merit. There we go. Yeah. <sighs> Akaza versus Beast Titan. Hmm. Actually, kind of similar too. Kind of similar as well. Um, um I, yeah, I think I dislike Beast Titan more. Same. I was gonna say. And I think Akaze gets to like kind of rest on his laurels of like I'm a demon, I'm bad. Right, right. Like it, the Beast Titan is actively choosing a the prick, path, right? Yeah. Act- actively a prick. Yeah. While basically, to to your point, uh, I'm an upper level fucking demon, like. What, this is my job. Like, this is what I got to do or else like that daddy mo- eats. Daddy moves. <laughs> daddy moves in is going to like cut eat my me. fucking head off. He's <laughs> going to eat me. He's technically always under threat. He's being a villain. While he seems like he's really enjoying the gig, he is technically under threat every single day. Beast Titan could be chill, but he actively does not. <laughs> That's do a that. really good point. He, he could have just be like, my B, let me give you, let me fill you in. Does not do that. Right. Ever. And really. He oh. tries to snuff out our main characters. That bitch. You know what? Yeah. Beast Titan for me. He's a bitch boy. We he's, all know it. He's kind of a bitch boy. Um, this one's a little easier. That um, Rio fella from Mob Psycho Never or Kira from JoJo. Yeah. Kira definitely yeah. loses this one. And this is by merit of rank, guys. Like Rio's like, <laughs> he's not even had honcho of the not main villain of the show. You heard I said he loses, right? He does lose. Kira, I said. Oh, I mean, Kira loses? Wait, what? <laughs> uh, somehow it's psycho. Sl- it slipped past you. You think Kira loses this? <laughs> he right doesn't, now? but I was waiting for some sort of reaction and got none. My, my I was already... <laughs> I, I wiped that from memory. Right. I wiped it from memory. So absolutely, Kira takes that one. Rio, you can go sit in the corner with the rest of your clawmates. All right, we got Muzin versus Light Yagami. Hmm. Root... Okay, okay, okay. Hear me out. I would argue that if we're talking like root of the evil or conflict in this world, Light Yagami is kind of the case for that. However, why do you think that? Well, I was going to get to that. He kind of is because he is the one who's wreaking all this havoc with the Death Note stuff. But other Death Notes can also exist in this world which there could be other Kiras, essentially, right? I, I kind of wonder if Ryuk isn't the actual bad guy in the show. They're just kind of catalysts for things, right? They give the power and say, do what you want. I really feel like he does a good job of <laughs> convincing him without convincing him. He's just, he wants to be entertained. And look, Light, yeah. Light is a very bored, upper middle class intelligent person right <laughs> he gets the power to kill from afar right i mean like who won it <laughs> i mean what uh no i mean so he does start by killing bad people that would just be in prison otherwise fair yeah so i think he certainly loses the lead yeah. somewhere along the way he, he doesn't he yeah he puts the cart before the horse at some point when the horse dies that he killed right so now he's just <laughs> 
cart like aimless and cartless and just he's he's all fucked up he's got carte blanche access to the freaking death note to the death note and he has the eyes to show for it later so you know what at the end of the day but muzan is like straight up satan he's like straight up satan it's hard to not choose him as like the worst guy he's like a worse dude now in terms of which character i like better light shits on muzan so it's like where where are we going here that's a that's a fair point. What about in a fight? I think he ain't getting Kuja Cup with a little dude's full name. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I think Muzan wins just by pure fuckery. Yeah, he can have one of his upper henchmen seek him out and be like, okay, clap him. Like But even if he like decided he had to move on in himself, I think he waxes. Yeah. Now we know utterly nothing about Muzan. So are we really going to pick Muzan over light? I kind of think. Uh, over light. Are we going to, if I click this button, I think the internet will start flaming, not just us, but anyone in proxy. You realize that it's about to happen, right? Well, I think that this is where us, like, not having a really solid decision-making criteria here. We, when have we ever, outside of that, we always do. This is pretty solid that's happening right now. This is objective. Where we were, like, picking it, I don't know, man. Like, if it's per fight, I think Muzan wins. But is it more... Yeah. Is he a better villain? No. I think it's, this is about who's a better villain. And then I... I can't say... I, Light's a good guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lost boy. I think he took out some bad guys and some good guys. Okay. But is Elle okay. a good guy or a bad guy? Okay. Hold on. That, that is enough of a criteria for me to, I would say, in terms of better villain... Muzan is a better villain because in the beginning, Light did take out murderers and, and people who probably deserve death. Pedophiles. Yeah, everyone. Everyone who deserves that kind of stuff. And in, 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 his, in his mind, he was taking out good, if, with good intentions. Muzan's never had a good intention. Ever. Like, period. That's End of a story. fair point. He, he's never wanted to be like, oh, let's help this guy out. Even his own, even his own people. Never. Ever wanted to do that. That's true. He has like zero at all sympathy for his own kind either. Yeah. He's never had to deal with the upper six because they've always gotten results. And the moment they didn't, he's like, looks like I need to change you guys up too. Fuck you guys. Like, yeah, you're right. I think uh, Light wins. Yeah, there it is. Light all right. loses. <laughs> yeah, Muzan <no>. wins. <laughs> Muzan wins. Sorry, Light. Be a worse boy from the jump. All right. We got Meduim and Madara. <sighs> I mean, both absurdly iconic for their series. Yeah. And one, again, for talking intentions in play, Madara's entire intention is to remove pain and war. By doing it. By doing it, though. Yeah. Marum's entire goal is to eat every other species until he is the apex on Earth. Right. But I think... We, we have precedent for this already, in my opinion. We have the Akaza be- and the Beast Titan defense, where, like, Meduim can rest on his laurels knowing he's biologically driven to do what he's doing right now. Madara chose. He is choosing to do these things in these ways. Well, plus, I don't think that we got... Honestly, Meruem is the least fucked of all of the chimeras. Oh, like UP and... Yeah, you're right. You're like right. He has not had enough opportunity to do bad yet. 
Right, right. So by sheer feats of villainy, yeah, was yeah. he a scary motherfucker? I'm really like yeah. feats of villainy. Feats of, the feats of villainy. <laughs> yeah, Who, who's Madara got a, who's, on fucking top? Yeah, who's got a rap sheet long enough to be a better villain? Madara to the fucking moon. Yeah, so I, I think Madara. If Manuin were to have survived. He probably would have. I liked his corruption that he did, like when he was just like, going around all these other villages and being like, "Hey, help out my boy Sinju, or I'm gonna fuck all of your families up." Yeah, right, right. And, and like for me, it's like for me, yeah, for, that's really what it is, right? Madara chooses, Meadowim obeys. That's really what's going on here. A man chooses, a slave obeys. Um, okay. That's an interesting way of putting that. I don't know if I would put it that way. That's a Bioshock reference for everyone at home. Uh, okay, we're back. We're, we're willing would you to kindly go into the next round? Would you kindly go to the next? Are you telling me or do you want to do it? Would you kindly do that? Oh, yes, sir. Um, <laughs> we have Garo or Ascalad. Wait, we're all, we're all the way back around? Yep. Holy shit. Yep. Remember, that's how attorneys work, buddy. Never heard of that. We're in the final eight now, going down to the final four. Uh, okay, so what's the Garo versus Garo versus Askeladd. So this is gonna be controversial, I think. Okay, because I think, like character wise, Garo has no depth. His only it's so surface level. His only depth is he was bullied to the point oh! where he had yeah he gained a philosophy that the world as it's currently structured is fucked. It's just so like. <laughs> Yeah, why doesn't anyone care about the villains? Mm, I'll be the villain because they're terrorists. What is the deal? And this goes back to your thing. I don't like, negotiate with terrorists. I just don't. Right, and basically, you want this goes back to what you're saying before, where it's like I had a bad childhood, so right. everyone has a bad childhood. Um, it's like uh, syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If everyone's sad, no one's sad. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I I might agree with you here. I think. Askeladd's character depth is really carrying him. Yeah, let me hop in on Askeladd a little bit because I never got the opportunity because he's just been slaying so hard. Yep, hit it. I feel like Askeladd as a character does a lot for the series, whereas a lot of these other ones are just like, just the antagonist. Where like, there's almost like this aspect that while he is at all times this, as you mentioned, wall to get over, because it is like a personal goal of our main character to fucking kill him. He also like sort of strings him along and like dad figures him at times. But isn't that funny though? Cause then there's other times where it's just like, yeah, if you're going to come, if you're going to come try to kill me, I'm not going to stop you. You better work your ass off for me though. Right. So he, he's got this weird mix of like, I know I'm the one you want to kill and I'm going to keep you around anyway. If you want to get your goal, I'll give you every opportunity, but you got to fucking work at it. I mean, it's like weird. I'm, it's good. He's like borderline not a villain because it's just the way Viking shit was. Right, right. Um, and then the other thing is, he is also like quite discriminated against in that world, right? Yes, he is. Like right? unrightfully. Yeah. Like, Garo is just a prick. Yeah, right. And him, he's a villain, he's a multi-pronged villain, he's a villain to the society at large, he's a villain to our main character, but at the end of the day, he's just really gray, and willing to, you know... Right, I mean, like, for sure what he did in the beginning was fucked. Oh, incredibly fucked, yeah, that was the point. And he's Um, definitely a lying cheat. He's a lying piece of shit. He's a little bit of a pirate. Yeah, so... I'm gonna pick him, um, 
but I'm not crazy happy about it. That's okay. I think it's a slim, but I think uh, it's a slim pickings here, but I think you saying that like <sighs> Garo, when push comes to shove, does ultimately have that, you know, I, you know, I'm sad because I was bullied, therefore the world, like, and then everything's carried from there. He was carried this fark of his charisma, his swag, and his kind of implication of like being like a self-made villain. While his Ascalad has a lot more depth, I'm cool with Ascalad as a winner here. Yeah, Ascalad's a self-made millionaire. He's a self-made. He's also a self-made villain, but he's like kind of gray about it, so it's like kind of cool. Um, all right, Frieza versus Pain. Fuck me, fuck, dude. Now this honestly, I think this goes for taste here, right? Because again, Frieza Frieza's doing the villain thing so damn well, and he's doing it with such like. Panache. Panache. Like, this is, and the thing is, like, Garo has a bit of a beat of a backstory behind him. Frieza doesn't have one, and he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he does not care. He is in the game squirrely for the love of it. It is funny that that that's true, right? <laughs> is that like, right. Frieza has no real backstory. He just, like, started as a raging dick because he, his dad's a raging dick. He was inheriting his daddy's little company, essentially. Right, exactly. So, like, and he's just like, Do you know oh, who my father is? Yeah, literally, you fucking apes. Like, my father's <laughs> gonna hear about this. Uh-huh. Or maybe he won't, and neither will you. Hmm. So, it really kind of comes down to your flavor, right? Is, is having, with pain, such a beautifully rich, purpose-driven backstory that you would completely understand the trajectory that a kid like Nagato would come into an image like Pain. Now, which one makes for a, a better villain? Because they both have stood the test of times and iconics, in my opinion, but for completely opposite ranges, what hits harder? Pain's way of becoming a villain or Freeze's? I think... Pain is more of a realistic look at villainy. Like if we look at our real world, right? Like people blow up towns in Afghanistan, and then those people grow up to be terrorists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it feels like something where you could be like made into like an extreme eyes or whatever the fuck you would say. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like I like pain better. As far as like depth of character, depth of reason for being a villain, like it makes more sense to me that like he wasn't just sad, he was literally terroristed against. Yeah, and and here's the thing too, is that my pitch maybe might be for Frieza is that true villainy, true evil has no rhyme or reason. It 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 is just fucking their absolute persistent. And Frieza has always embodied that. He's never gone away. His tenacity is rooted in pettiness and just corruption. And there's and he's never needed a backstory because as a villain, he's never really needed to have one. He just is. He is eternal, everlasting. And it feels almost ethereal with the way he is evil. Well, so, if you're going to say that, I mean, Dio is as eternally assholey. True. But yeah, but like to your point. Frieza feels like a force that came out of nowhere without right. a rhyme or reason. He's kind of like, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan's Joker who just walked into a room the first time we saw him, like truly without a mask and everything and just like came out of almost thin air. Right. That feels just, like, like penciled some guy's eyeball. Yes. Ta-da. So I like pain here. Just, okay. I think he does more for the story than Frieza does. 
That is fair. And yeah. then also Frieza has fallen off. Let's just be real. I'm just going to say it. Okay. All, All right. of the kids on the internet have been talking and Frieza has fallen off. All right. <laughs> you, you give him the business, give him the one twos. Okay. I don't know what that means, get, but get all him. the people with me at synagogue <laughs> think that he's <laughs> falling off. Absolute daggers from downtown. Um, so, okay. On the western, on the eastern side, we got ourselves Beast Titan versus Kira. <laughs> this is a weird matchup for me. It's sort of the same where one is like unapologetically just a dick and then one is like intentionally trying to be a dick. Yeah, yeah. And I think when it comes to these two individuals, I personally have I've felt more fear watching the Beast Titans early stuff. Like I was just like, what the fuck yeah, is this force? You don't like Kira's discography. But you didn't follow his work as well as much. Right. I, I, I just don't vibe with Kira's fucking slangs, but yeah. these Titan slangs, I'm like super vibey with. I was going to say, though, is that while I had more fear earlier on for the Beast Titan as this antagonistic force and as a villain, I think Kira sustains and he like he gives me the heebie jeebies, like the real deep down, like ew, like the like the, the sticky icky, the sticky, the creepy crawlies, <laughs> like way more. The Beast Titan struck like actual fear in me, but I'm more of a fan of dread. And Kira is someone that is just like I would really, really dread. And even without powers, he's a bit believable. Like, the way the Beast Titan's commitment to all his stuff, and even in the face of evidence, still committed. Admirable, less believable than Kira, just sticking to his evil fucking tendencies. I think it is fair that serial killers at their base are more terrifying than Beastmen. <laughs> Put that on a fucking t-shirt, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what a quote. I think deep down, serial killers give me more heebies than jeebies, and Beast Titans just stay at jeebies. Furbies. They give me Furbies. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go with Kira. Woo! And I don't feel bad about it. No bad? Awesome. No bad. All right. Final matchup before we get to our true final four and the championship is Muzin versus Madara. Um, okay. I think this is where just being the root of all evil does not yeah. carry you. They can't carry. And because now we're up against... Like we're, an actual villain. Yeah, we're up against lore prep versus lore prep, right? Everyone in the Demon Slayer world talks about how shitty of a human, or not even a human being, of a thing that Muzin is. But I mean, it just doesn't hold the canonical weight of like, because it's not just an antagonistic force. He has such a historical sway. Right. Because while Muzin may be the root of all of the evil in this conflict, Madara is like, the shaper of like the entire village situation and not just within the hidden leaf or within individuals or certain prejudices there within he is kind of instrumental in creating the village system that naruto's ninjas know outside of just being a villain force he's not just villain in impactful he is historically impactful yeah and i mean certainly more of a I think realistic take on what makes a real human villain. Yeah, right, right. Right. Like I think it is once again, another situation where like you could be radicalized based on your past experiences with a 
a nation, let's just say. Yeah, right, that, right. You know, Predator droned your hometown and got you all pissed off about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether you see the fact that maybe your friends and family were doing Predator droneable offenses is a different story. <laughs> Howdy, neighbor. I uh, couldn't notice your drones outside. Are you doing any kind of uh, Predator droneable offenses? Right. There, or or someone, or someone hurting you that requires you to have such drones. Sir, are you plotting an attack on a sovereign government? It's a hot one today. Is that a new grill? Um. <laughs> is that a new Predator missile with health or Predator drone with Hellfire missiles? <laughs> nice model, but yep, it's got to be moderate, I guess, in this yeah, case. Yeah, I mean, Muzan's just so one-dimensional. That's For, the other thing. Yeah. He's got zero dimensions. Absolutely no dimensions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're down to the uh, the final four. The final four now. Nice. Thanks, man. Not bad. I really had to pull that out. The, uh, the register, though. So good. Um, we got Askeladd versus Payne. Now, look, we, we have, we've talked about these two people kind of are being carried by their narrative, their narrative construction. Um, I... I fear because I'm I think I'm staring at what could potentially be a Naruto v Naruto villain finale and speaks kind of volumes about the way they write some of these villains. But I. I don't know, I, I feel that, you know. Pain seems to be willing to do more egregious acts of violence. For his cause. I gotta then, be honest, if Askeladd had a nuke, I think he'd use it. <laughs> no, that's what I was gonna ask. You think if Askeladd had the powers of like pain or anyone in like top tier Naruto verse, would he clap entire civilizations? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Then maybe, maybe putting him on an even playing field, this might is interesting for these semifinals because I think all said and done. I like Askeladd more as a villain, but I also think he deserved to be a villain. Like, gotcha. I, he's got a better reason than being sad because he was a kid. And I like that. So, yeah. So his reasoning and execution of villainy. I mean, like for instance, um, like being discriminated against so bad that your like whole family just got killed is like fucked. Right. Right. And it you can basically. Uh, versus being in something a little bit less personal than a war. And I know that sounds bad to say, but Nagato grew up without his parents that were taken by the the war at large, right? Um, but, but, I mean, you really boil it down. He only turned into a super freak when Yahiko died. Right, so he would have actually, had that not happened, had he skirted well, away from that one thing... That and uh, if Jirai didn't just dip on them. Also, yeah, not good daddy energy there. Rather no. than just like take him back to the leaf. Yeah, let's juice you up with jutsu and just bounce. Right. That seems like a smart move. Oh, are those legendary eyes that let him learn every technique known to man? I should leave him alone. I should leave him alone in a war right now. That yeah, sounds I mean, right. like if Jirai could be on this list, maybe he'd be winning right now because that was such a boneheaded decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go ask a lot and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Okay, I feel a little bad about that, but I like the comparison that you made. If given the same powers, what would a guy like Askeladd do with them? He'd fucking nuke a country. <laughs> I don't think he'd feel bad about nuking a country, but I do think he would like, he would, I think he'd do worse. He'd do like a Cold War situation 
Um, I forget who who all the asshole USSR guys are. Sure, let's yeah, USSR assholes, all of them, all of them, sure. Um, but I, I, yeah, you're right. I, I think he'd get really personal with some of this shit. I think he'd get a lot. He he'd extort a lot of money out of them and still potentially nuke them. <laughs> <laughs> so other semifinal, Kira versus Madara. I mean, Kira is a good villain. Yeah, for sure. One of my favorites of all time. But, but man, we, we've gone out of heebie-jeebie territory. Nothing made my hair stand up on end quite like when Madara dropped in front of the entire Shinobi Alliance. Like, holy shit. Because he lived up to every ounce of height that he was given as a villain. That's a problem that could have... He could have been way lower on this list if, if the series didn't do him justice. And luckily they did. Yeah, I mean, I'd say they really lucked out that there was like a Naruto to stop him, right? Right, right. Or a, I guess, whatever the fuck turned into, uh, what's her face? Because he didn't really lose. He didn't really lose. He got backstabbed by an asshole. Um, kind of funny when you think about it. He was also doing that to Obito. Yeah. Kind of funny, a little ironic there. So Kagi, you're thinking of just backstabbing one. Kagi is little uh, dark minion. puppet. Yeah, little little minion. Um, yeah, man, I I think I gotta go Madara here. I know as much as I like it. Well, it, it, I mean, as far as cool factor goes, Madara shits on Kira. Like Kira's fair cool. Enough. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. He's methodical. He's a villain. He's he a likes tried, hot hands. He loves digits, man. He loves them phalanges, you That's know? fine, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Hey, buddy, Not my really eyes... Not really my thing? Yeah. Hey, buddy, my eyes are over here. Right. Yeah. No, oh, sorry, I snapped. He's like, oh, do that again? Um, yeah, it's gotta be Madara. It's gotta be Madara. So, we're down to the finale. Yeah. Askelad versus Madara. <sighs> Well, we find ourselves here. We find ourselves here at well, last. What an interesting matchup, though, because like, again, I don't know if that argument. Who wins in a fight? Who, <laughs> who wins in a fight? One Viking boy or guys who can call meteors and literally change like. Oh, excuse me. Did you think it was only one meteor? Look uh, again. Me, yeah. <laughs> meteors. And I made this one extra spicy the second time. Right. So. You like my spicy meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> I think from an all-around package standpoint, from a villain's sake, the impact on the world, the lore buildup, the See, character that's, writing. We though, can't do that, though. Impact we can't. on the world isn't fair because Askeladd is just a normal he's lad. A normal, he's a, he's he's just a the, normal lad. Yeah, he's a normal lad. So, but okay, so putting those other ones away. And he's not that bad. He's not that bad. So here we are, though. That while his narrative writing, he was truly a shitty villain, that moment of, I guess, heroism in his story, it really, but then again, a lot of these ones do, they have a turn of heart. I mean, like, even Madara at the very end was like, I don't think I was doing this right, was I? And Hashram's like, nah, man, you weren't, but here's the hoping they will. So, I mean, it's like a lot of these villains do have changes of heart. Frieza did. Frieza worked with Goku in the Tournament of Power. Pain had a turn of heart and gave all of his trust to Naruto in the end. Um, really kind of a bitch move for them all to do that when they did on the back I was going to say. They're all doing it on the back Pain foot. a little bit of a bitch. A little bit of a bitch that. in that regard. But, um, yeah, I, I guess in terms of writing. Okay, what about character is better? 
character, man, I I want to say Askeladd, but like in the context of their wor- of their worlds and the characters alone, no powers, no nothing. I like Madara because he was a well-written embodiment of the entire counter. He's got a sick fan. I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> Just his sick Uchiha reflection fan. Um, so yeah, what, what edges the other out? Like for me, Madara, he's like, he's kind of the best of all of the villains in Naruto that came before him in terms of writing because he is the epitome of what happens when a world like this kind of just mentally affects the psyche and philosophy of of someone capable someone capable um see obito felt like a light version of that pain felt like a light version of that madara generationally spanned it it's interesting and i don't know that this is true but i'm gonna say it anyway sure because i always let shit fly that i have no clue about the historical context for yeah but since he was supposed to be based off like you know warring states period individuals as far as I'm aware, there was no one who just decided genocide was the answer post winning okay. or, or losing in, in or, this, yeah, or signing a peace treaty. Sure, in this case, yeah. So maybe it like makes him double asshole, right? Like it could have not been this way. And also, do we consider it like really genocide, mass murder when he's just like trying to put everyone in a tree? No, no. Is he actually the hero? Yeah. Well. Oh no. Oh no. Oh shit. Well, again, that's that's what makes, in my opinion, he's trying to break them from the matrix. He's literally trying to break them from the matrix because he believes that that is the way to peace. This is a simulation. Actually, he's trying to put them into the matrix. Wait, is is the world flat or what's happening right now? Are birds real? No. No. Oh fuck, dude. Like, what the fuck? That's an easy one. Give me a harder question. Birds actually do mini chemtrails. Accra. What? That's the capital of Ghana. Oh, okay, got it. Harder question. <laughs> Harder question. Um, what's the capital of Georgia? Uh, which Georgia? <laughs> Not the state. Then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, give me a harder question. Um, so I don't know, man. All the in Blasey. all, oh god damn it. <laughs> all in all, for me, I think Madara ekes it out. Ekes because. He represents kind of like he grew up in the warring states. He represents kind of the entire philosophy of not letting that past go where Hashirama is trying to go further. They they embody <coughs> the central conflict of the entire series. Well, he's um, kind of like extra interesting, actually, because he does embody a little bit of like peak human. You know, form as well, which right. we had mentioned about a couple of these other characters like peak whatever alien type that Frieza is, peak chimera ant, you know what I mean? But like he also has a philosophy behind it. I think it adds another layer to character that will unfortunately eke out the phenomenally well-written character of Askeladd because he could always still drop a meteor on Askeladd and then like what we are we do talking have to come about? back to power, I mean, baby. what are we talking about? What here? are we talking about? He can literally <laughs> summon a fucking avatar with a samurai sword. Right. That's an f- even better point. Done. I right forgot there. about Susano. <laughs> I forgot about Susano. And for that, we got our boy, Madara. Who knew it would come to this, right? Yeah, I mean, I could have maybe made a guess <laughs> had I known who the, who the fighters were. Right. So... 
here's what I'm going to do. Thank you all for uh, kind of coming to this absolute crazy tourney of villains. These were not chosen to be the most elite of the elite. As you meant, as I mentioned, I put a grab bag in there, some peripheries, some more interesting. And uh, we let the, the goods trickle out from the greats to the breast. So like all that being said, we will do other of these in the future. There will be another collection of villains, both top tier or otherwise. If you'd like to follow along and do your own bracket and put it into our Discord. Too you bad. Jump, you, too bad. <laughs> too bad. You know, I'm not going to share a link and uh, you just make one yourself. Lazy, <laughs> lazy students. Uh, um, so what I'll do is I'll brush this up. I'll reset it. I will send everyone a link. You'll be able to do it yourself and be able to share the results and we can talk about it. Uh, Patreon.com slash ebology. Like I said, $1 and up gets you into that discord with all of the lovely Patreon folk who are about to be screaming their faces off at us for our decisions and all our past guests. I think our, that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. There ain't so, no way we're getting out of this unscathed. No, we're, we'll take a, we'll take a few on the chin and that's okay. That's what this is for. Um, if you would like a little bit of extra content, $3 and up, get you the syllabus sidebar, our lo-fi high vibe, sometimes anime, sometimes not, Always sometimes visual. Uh, yeah. And you know, occasionally on hiatus, whatever, just sometimes where we do have about 30 hours of content there where you can, you know, hear us talk about life or play some games online. Um, all of the, uh, content that I know you've been searching for desperately in that desert of content. We are your oasis. Two clicks over and down over 210 episodes now of all types of anime content and stuff like that so you can cherry pick shows you want to watch or just rip the whole list i'm not your dad i'm just your professor um and uh, all the places where you can contact us are in the description below on all the platforms you get your podcast fix uh go to ebology.com content tree and merch there you can buy it yeah Mostly. we're not your dad we're just your dad's dad yeah we're not your dad we're just the guy who sells your dad merch okay <laughs> yeah but i think honestly that's it i'm gonna edit i'm, I'm gonna grill baby so i'm gonna do what i do best in the summer easy Sounds good, bro. Hell yeah. Until I can get my meat on that grill, baby. <laughs> oh, wow, Ricky. that is horrible. And I've eaten. And this has been Weebology. <laughs> Deuces. Get your hands get on that, that meat. fucking juicy meat on that plain oh, grill. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Pay me to say more shit like that. Fuck it by Hill Dryer Farms. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>